Welcome to the Created to Lead podcast. We are your hosts, Sammy and Alex. This podcast is here to inspire you to pursue your God-given dreams and to rise up to the leader you were created to be. You'll hear impactful stories from respected leaders of all walks of life who have overcome their circumstances that ultimately built them. Join us as we learn, grow, and lead together. Let's Let's go! Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Created to Lead, and I'm Sammy. And I'm Alex. And we have an amazing guest today that I'm actually super stoked about. His name is Austin Tolpin. Welcome to the podcast, Austin. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's of an course. honor. Of course. Likewise. So, huh? so, Austin, who are you? <laughs> oh, man. Why are you here on the podcast today? Who is Austin Tolpin? Yeah. So, I am a 19-year-old God-fearing man. If I were to sum it up, that's what, what I strive to be. Um, not 19 years old necessarily, <laughs> but, but God-fearing. You know, Love I think it. that ultimately that's so number good. one priority there's a lot of a lot of things i um currently manage a wedding venue in eagle idaho that's what i do professionally and then i'm married to my beautiful wife caroline who um, makes me a better man every day and uh, have a, a four-month-old daughter quincy uh, who is another one of my greatest motivations and um that's a little bit about who I am. Yeah, I love it. You know, when I was thinking about what my intro of you was going to be, because I think about this sometimes, Alex. I think about, you know, how, how will I intro, you know, this guest or that guest. And one of the things I struggled with was I didn't want to intro you and say, Austin is not your typical 19-year-old. So I refused to <laughs> say that um, because I don't think that is the, the right way to uh, intro you. But more so, I believe you're a standard of mm. what a 19-year-old man should look like, which mm. is why you're on the podcast today. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate it because it's actually very encouraging. Believe it or not, I'm almost twice your age. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is crazy because I see you as one of my one of my closest friends. I know, same we, here. We work out together. Yeah, I try to um, keep up. Multiple times a week, um, early in the morning. We keep each other going. Mm-hmm. We can encourage each other throughout the week. And, and uh, yeah, Sammy's become one of my great friends. And, yeah, and Alex, advice. Alex too, I'm beginning to get to know him and excited for As long as friendship. I don't ditch you on coffee. I mean. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I actually, uh, you know, you were one of the guests. We, we came together with a guest list when we started Created to Lead. And mm-hmm. you made the top, you know, top 10 list from the oh, very wow. beginning. Uh, I know it's taking us a while to get to you just because we're, we're getting through our list. Um, but one of the reasons was um, you're the, the definition of what I believe is biblical manhood mm. um, and a leader in today's generation. Mm. And so um, a couple months ago, if you recall, uh, you and I attended your brother's manhood ceremony. Yep. And I'll be honest, that was the very first time I attended a manhood ceremony. I didn't have one. Um, and so being there with your younger brother uh, and in just that that room, you know, rubbing shoulders with such incredible men of caliber and integrity and character uh, and, uh, and vision, uh, I was just looking around and I'm like, oh my goodness, like if this could be broadcasted around the world mm-hmm. uh, for teenagers, for fathers, just for men in general, because uh, I think there's a huge attack on manhood, for there sure. There is, yes, uh, absolutely. And so I, I just looked around when I was in that room and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is such a gift. Um, so I'd love to talk about your journey to manhood right. um, because I know, um, you know, a question that was asked to Alex and I, I think a couple months ago, if you remember, was when did you become a man or when did you know that you became a man? Right. And I struggled to answer that question mm-hmm. yep, because I was never told this day you are 
you know, mm-hmm. a man. So I'd love to talk about just your journey to, to manhood, what that looked like, and then also talking about your ceremony, what that was all about, if you don't mind speaking into that. Yeah. Well, real quick on that. Sure. Can you define what a manhood ceremony is? And then Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a manhood ceremony, um, it you know, that's something that I never really heard of before until my dad, I think he read a book. I can't remember the name, but it really inspired him to... Um, have a manhood ceremony for me. I'm his oldest son. And then for Drew, my younger brother who just turned 16. And that's when uh, he had his manhood ceremony. And really what it is, is it's an acknowledgement that a young boy is now considered a man. And with that, you now have the responsibilities that a man has and you're treated as such. And um, it's really, it's, it's a calling up. I truly believe that people will rise to the level of responsibility that you give them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't give people an opportunity to grow, they won't. And I think, Sammy, you nailed it right on the spot when you said that in our culture today, that manhood is under attack. Our culture is struggling with a lot of things right now. Mm-hmm. And one of those, the biggest things is, well, first of all, truth and having a baseline right. of what is what is right, what is wrong, mm-hmm. what is even true, what do I believe in? Struggling with the word belief and what that even means, right? right? And if you don't know what truth is, right. then how can you possibly live a fulfilling life? I was a part of a, a men's group a few nights ago, and this topic was brought up. Uh, we were talking about biblical rules, and um, it's not, you know, the Bible says that men are to be the ones teaching in, in church and uh, women should be silent. That's what it says, right? And it's not because women are not as good of speakers, you know, because right. I've heard my mom and plenty of other women really give an amazing speech, right. you know. Um, it's the fact that God has a different plan and that plan is to grow us and to push us and naturally men are passive. Yeah. And I think naturally, women have a tendency to want to step up. Yeah, maybe and, because they have to. Right. And maybe instances. because they have to, because yeah. because us men are being passive and not right. stepping into the, the God-given role that, that we've been given. Really, I think it's very important in today's culture to be reminding the younger generation, uh, me, my brothers, and, and other, other guys out there, um, the importance of manhood mm-hmm. and masculinity and the responsibility that comes with that. And so the manhood ceremony was really um, about a group of guys that were close to me um, and that I respected and looked up to as almost my mentors and brothers in Christ. And coming together on a, on a uh, you know, specific night at a specific place um, to encourage me, to um, build me up, to remind me of um, what it means to be a man, to teach me what it means to be a man. And then we also, I signed a declaration of manhood, mm-hmm. which was, it had a few different things on there, but one of the, the main things on there was to reject passivity. Yeah. Um, on, and that's a daily reminder to, to do the thing that, you know, you don't necessarily want to do, to do what you know is right, even though uh, your flesh doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they all, you know, brought gifts and whatnot. My dad, he gifted me a 22 lever action golden boy so cool. rifle, oh, cool. which was, yeah, that's greatest awesome. gift. That's a family heirloom for sure. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what a, what a manhood ceremony is. Love it. Something I've actually been inspired. This is why it's so cool because you're half my age. 
which is so crazy to think that because I do see you as uh, an equal friend. And I think actually that's even another topic is the ageism aspect. Because uh, I think it's an amazing thing that you can be friends with people of all ages and mm -hmm. have this mutual respect um, and even inspiration from that friendship. And so something that I'm inspired by, uh, by you, um, there's actually a number of things, but one of the things that comes to me is your confidence. Mm. At, uh, at a young age, 19 years old, gosh, I think at myself at 19, whew. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to figure that out, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so speaking into your generation, uh, 19 years old, where does that confidence come from? Right. Because it, it's, I call it a divine or humble confidence. Right. It's not this confidence that right. I think the world can think of where it's cocky or right. anything like that. It's actually a humility in confidence. Over the last few years especially, I have been reminded um, on multiple occasions how important humbleness is. Mm -hmm. Scripture tells us that pride comes before the fall, mm -hmm. and that is so true. I've seen it in my life personally. And so on the, on the flip side of that, having confidence that is also humble confidence you know, that's, that's the greatest, that's true confidence right there. Mm -hmm. You're confident enough in the Lord and your identity in Christ that you don't feel like you have to be cocky. Mm -hmm. You don't feel like you have something to prove because ultimately, ultimately, you know that you've fallen short just like everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And ultimately we deserve death, but because of Jesus Christ and his, his death and resurrection, we've been pardoned from that. Amen. And so having the confidence to be able to be humble really is what is important. To have true confidence, you have to understand what it is and where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will, you know, try and gain confidence from worldly possessions or worldly things or fleshly desires like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm wearing a, a Rolex today, so <laughs> I'm confident. Or I got the, the brand new pair of shoes or I'm driving this car or whatever, you know, or this is what I did last week. You know, you should be proud of me and that's why I'm confident, right? Those, mm -hmm. none of those things matter, but true confidence comes from the Lord. And, um, same with joy, you know, all the fruits of the spirit, mm -hmm. love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, thankfulness, self-control. It took me a while to realize that, um, cause I grew up in a Christian home and I think anyone else who's, who's grown up in a Christian home can probably relate to this. But at first, you know, it was, it was my parents' faith. It wasn't mm -hmm. mine, you know, mm -hmm. because I'm young and impressionable. And ultimately my, my atmosphere, my situation is a major part of what defines me until you get to a point where, and this is probably different from it for everyone, but I was probably 13, 14 years old when I realized how broken I actually was as a human mm -hmm. and that I truly did need a savior. And mm -hmm. there's nothing I could do to save myself. That's when I took my faith as my own. Proverbs 3:26 says, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. First John 4:18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear for fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. You know, fear is almost the, the opposite of, of confidence, mm, right? Right. And so perfect love casts out fear. And Jesus Christ and what he did for us, that is perfect love, right? So understanding that, accepting that, that free gift of life um, is, I think, where my confidence comes from. So, so good. Austin, yeah. I, I just had this question just now because I'm thinking of me being a listener and going, there's no way at 19 <laughs> this guy is supporting a wife and a baby on his own <laughs> and I've spoken to your mom about kind of the people that have helped you along the way so how are you doing that at 19 <laughs> years old so you, you know, got married at 18 I, I got did. married at 18 right. 
and baby yeah. a year later yeah and now supporting a family awesome yeah. career yeah that's a great question alex well i think it's a lot of things and ultimately it would be i think it would be easy for me to take want to take credit for that but truthfully it's i mean it's i've just been extremely blessed mm-hmm. by the lord and i'm sure there's things i've done um but ultimately the heart has always been to ask the lord for wisdom and walk in step with him and as a result he's been able to direct my my steps mm-hmm. right it is true you know i'm 19 years old and i am supporting a wife and a, and a baby and, and quick question yeah are you going to college are you doing trade school <laughs> are you never, doing anything like that I've never gone to college okay. <laughs> i i was homeschooled all the way through my my parents uh specifically my mom oh awesome you give me so much hope in life <laughs> <laughs> my parents uh homeschooled me all the way through and I, I mean, I never stepped foot in a public school or anything like that, aside from uh, one time trying to play organized sports <laughs> and ended up leaving that too. But um, yeah, no, I graduated high school at 17, just turned 17, and then I just immediately started working. Um, and I think my parents from, from the time I was in middle school were always instilling in me uh, vision and mm-hmm. what it means to have vision, why you should have vision, because ultimately those are the things that matter and that's what, what's, what's gonna be profitable. And, and so I, at a young age, I remember my dad was always, if I had any interest, he was willing to invest in that interest, mm-hmm. which was huge and I respect that and I'm so thankful for that and I wanna do the same for my children. Um, you know, as a growing up, you have lots of different interests and you never know which one is actually going to stick. Right. I've had, I've had some things that I've tried and then ended up not really enjoying and I've dropped, dropped those and moved on to other things. But my dad's, yeah, (laughs) my dad's always been willing and my mom too, to support me and, and giving me the resources to learn and grow. And so my goal has always just been to be in a, a spot where I can learn more and not just trade my time for money. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the things I've ever been interested in didn't require college. I'm not one to hate on college. I mean, I might be kind of, <laughs> but I believe there are specific instances where college is very important. You know, if you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be a pilot, right. if you're going to be a surgeon, you know, I would, I would much prefer that my surgeon working on my brain has some <laughs> sort of, you know, PhD, right? right? Sure. For sure. But all the things I've been interested in, they, they don't require college, right? Sure. Everything I've ever done hasn't required college. Um, and so I think uh, really I've been blessed by the people I've known that have given me the opportunities that have trusted an 18-year-old to do things that I think most 18-year-olds wouldn't have the opportunity to do. So I'm just extremely thankful. Um, I've had the opportunity to prove myself. I have that opportunity every single day. Awesome. Now, what does that mean, Austin, to have a vision? What does vision mean? Vision. How would you define it? You can't have vision if you don't know what your purpose is, Hmm. right? If you don't know why you're here on earth, if you don't know what you're doing, then how can you know where you're going or where you want to go? Because that's what vision is about. It's about where you're going. Mm. It's about what you're going to do, right? Right. But how can you know that if you don't know what your purpose is or what's driving you, right? Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where there is no vision, the people perish. Mm-hmm. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Vision is very important. And I think that if you, you know, don't have vision for your future, then you're not going to go anywhere. Austin, I love your generation because... Um, this is why one of the reasons why you know I respect is you you know technology and all that stuff is just 
it's just normal you know our generation mm-hmm. we saw the involvement of yeah. dial up and yeah. <laughs> flip phones and yep. you guys you know grew up in a totally different well maybe uh, you saw dial up sammy <laughs> 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 that's right you're probably kindergarten you don't remember um but uh you were born for such a time as this for mm-hmm. this generation um why do you feel that being a leader in your generation is so important why is that vital the times that we live in right. today it's really important to have leaders in every generation mm-hmm. and i think in this upcoming generation my generation potentially um we're we're lacking a lot of uh, leadership there aren't enough people in this world currently, and I believe even fewer in this the upcoming generations that are willing to stand up and say no to what is wrong mm-hmm. and say yes to what is right. Yeah. And the I think the main reason behind that is because they don't know what's right and they don't know what's wrong. Mm. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. It's it's important to stand up, especially in this generation, because if you don't, then we're all just going to be lost. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, we're going to be like waves um, blown to and fro in the sea. You know, it saddens me because I see a lot of other people in my generation just wandering around really not knowing what they believe. That's what keeps me going. Mm -hmm. That's what gets me up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know what is true and I know what I believe and I know who I love and I know who loves me. Mm -hmm. Right. And without that, and I'd be miserable. Yeah. Right. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. And so it saddens me because I see these people in my generation, they, they weren't raised, first of all, necessarily to to understand those things. And our culture is, is increasingly trying to erase mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Morals. Yeah. Moral value. Not only morals. Well, morals is the basics of it. Right. But take it to another level, Christianity, mm-hmm. you know, which is... And, and the Bible, God's word, which is the ultimate truth. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that I think myself and Sammy and Alex here on this podcast, they're always going to refer back to God's word, mm-hmm. which yes. is the Bible. Right. They may not like me saying this, but if you don't believe what the Bible says, then you're probably not going to like this podcast because <laughs> <That's right. laughs> go for it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the Bible, we believe in free speech, <laughs> right? The Bible is, is tr- truth. It is the inherent word of God question now super curious yeah because i'm i'm just like trying to put myself in people's shoes what was the conversation at 18 saying sir i would like to marry your daughter oh man <laughs> at 18 now because and i'll just tell you because at 21 i had that conversation but yeah. i feel like at least from a secular perspective the age 18 and the age 21 are huge mm-hmm. differences in the world mm-hmm well, what did that conversation look like? Sure. So, you know, it's my whole dating experience and getting engaged and married was a, it's a whole nother story. So I don't want to go too far Part into two it. coming soon. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, really come when it comes down to it, I was, um, at a ranch in California and I invited my father-in-law to go on a hike with me and on the way up the yeah, mountain, the yeah, on the way up the <laughs> mountain, we just were talking and, um, you know, getting caught up. We hadn't seen each other in a while. And when I got to the top, I, I said, you know, Chad, I, I really truly love your daughter and I can't, I can't imagine spending the rest of my life with anyone else. And I have a vision for family. I have a vision for marriage and I don't expect it to be perfect because no one's perfect and I'm going to fail and I'm going to make mistakes. But you know, if you tell me no now, 
it doesn't change anything coming back you know (laughs) i don't know if i necessarily said that but that was what i was thinking you know i'll be back really our conversation was he didn't care so much about my success and money and all those things of course he wanted to make sure that i could provide for his daughter any father would um but what he really cared about was my vision for family and what my heart was for marriage and the marriage I wanted to have. I think making sure you have your priorities straight was a huge part of that too. Mm -hmm. And so keeping God at the center is number one. Marriage, my wife, even above my children, my wife will always come above my children. I love, I love my daughter Mm -hmm. and any other children I'm blessed with. And then after that, I think it's family, my kids, um, and friends and then health and, uh, and, and work my skill sets, what I'm doing. Right. Um, and those are my priorities in that specific order. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, I can, no, yeah. I loved it. And he said, cool. yeah, he said, yes. <laughs> he said, maybe he said, tomorrow, which, <laughs> says, which is a huge testament about once again, you know, once I'm not going to say you're not the typical 19 year old, but I believe a standard for sure yeah, that other men yeah. could and should definitely look to. Now, Austin, as you know, this podcast is called created to lead, right? How would you define leadership in one sentence? Leadership in one sentence. I was thinking about that, that not just leadership, because we're not talking about leadership necessarily. We're talking about good biblical leadership, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think leadership takes a lot of forms in this world. Um, but good biblical leadership is about setting an example with your actions and communicating truth in love. Mm. So good. Say that one more time. Good biblical leadership is about setting an example with your actions and communicating truth in love. Boom. Love it. Austin, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I feel like we're we're just scratching the surface with you. Part two coming soon. We're going to talk about your engagement. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Your wedding and being a father. What else? Uh, (laughs) There's so much more to you, man. I am honored to know uh, a 19 year old like you. And like I said, I'm so excited and expectant for your generation, uh, especially for you to be a leader in it. So thank you for being here today. Absolutely. It was an honor. Thanks for having me. Of course. The best is yet to come. Thank you for listening to the Created to Lead podcast. If you receive value from today's podcast and want to learn more, visit us at createdtoleadpodcast.com. Help us spread the word by subscribing to the podcast as well as following us on Instagram at wearecreatedtolead. Thanks for joining us. The best is yet to come.